2: What's up, Roto-Grinders? I'm Stevie TPFL, here to do an NFL draft for the second time this year. Uh, my first one was about 30 minutes ago, so I guess it's technically my third one because I did the Scott Fishbowl, uh, but uh, a lot has changed since I did some research for the Scott Fishbowl. So I'm joined by my buddy Eric Crane, and, hey, it's your first draft this year too, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is really great. You know, they get the experts on here, and the experts have – a well, we've done nothing. We're both sitting here just like, yeah, well, they put us on the show. So we're going to do some drafts. It's going to be fun. And um, for those of you out here, for the sharks of you that are out here, this is really good for you <laughs> because this <laughs> means if you want to join this draft, it's going to be starting up here soon, we hope. We need eight more people to start the $25 fast draft with the 30-second clock. And um, if you want to play against Stevie, who has done one draft, and if you want to play against me, who has done zero drafts, this is, there's some good value. There's some good value if you want to jump in right now. And of course we would love to have you on because well, Stevie, I don't know about you, but I would actually like to do a draft here.
2: Yeah. So we're like, like Eric said, we're in the $25 um, draft over there waiting for it to fill up. Um, Underdog fantasy sports. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's from the minds behind the draft app. Um, NFL best ball is a Fun and, you know, set it, forget it type of format. Um, Listen, I've done many, many best balls on the draft app. Um, You know, last season, I can't even count how many I did. I did, you know, a couple grand worth of best balls. So, like, I'm just now getting my feet wet with the app and stuff. So, if you haven't checked them out, underdogfantasy.com. The tournament that we're in right now, the $25 Best Ball Mania tournament, has a million-dollar prize pool. With $200,000 to the winner. So make sure you guys are checking this out. Um, it's super awesome. And listen, set it and forget it as my kind of fantasy football season long. Because, uh, Eric, like when the season starts, like I don't have time to like pick people up and stuff.
1: It's funny because every, every year we've done best ball. I think this is the third year now. And I, I sit back and I say everything. You know, because I do about five season normal season longs. And it's just such a whirlwind every time, right? Every single season long, I'm like, okay, I've got waivers Tuesday and while I've got waivers Wednesday in this league. Well, now I've got to respond to this trade request, to that trade request, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And it's just, it's, I don't want to call it a headache because I really enjoy it, but it is a lot of work. And I'm kind of like you, give me the set it and forget it stuff to where I don't have to, you know, do all that work. And plus, the nice thing about this is, you can win six figures doing this if you happen to run hot at the end. So, I mean, I'm with you. This is my kind of fantasy, and uh, I'm I'm glad to be doing it. You know, this is my first best ball show of the year. This is my first best ball draft of the year. So, if you guys are wanting to make fun of me, this is the way to do it. This (laughs) is the time to tune in, to join the show, and sit around and say, wow, Crane, you didn't know that Darius Geis got cut? No, I didn't. Wow, Crane, (laughs) you didn't know – that this player or that player has opted out there's a reasonable chance i don't know that so yeah you guys there's going to be a lot of value right here if you guys are wanting to join up so i hope you do i hope you join up because there is um there's got to be some value boys and girls We get seven spots left so make sure you go ahead and hop in so stevie you know you talked about how you're a little underprepared for the nfl this season do you do you think we're getting a season honestly
2: probably why i'm underprepared right like i i am i'm i'm very optimistic that the nfl can run without issues um i feel like the nba has shown us like it's very possible to do i also feel like um major league baseball is in the right direction um i know your cardinals uh rough (laughs) rough rough season (laughs) like rough rough start to the season for the cardinals but like Like, did the Marlins and the Cardinals need to happen? Like, I I know it sounds terrible, but, like, did that need to happen? Did that make teams, like, wake up, smell the coffee? Like, realize that, like, you don't need to go to a poker room when you're on the road or, you know, like... So, I feel like an NFL season can happen. NASCAR's ran without any issues. Like, Jimmy Johnson, he tested positive, and he was back in the race car the week after, um, after two negative tests, like... And NASCAR is just not letting anyone near the drivers. Um, and then the drivers are doing a great job during the week. And, like, they've been running for two and a half months now um, with one or two drivers. Spencer Davis in the truck series, he missed a race because of COVID as well. So, But, like, two drivers out of three series, like, for two and a half months, like, it can happen. Like, so I'm very optimistic that the NFL season can happen. I have my – look, Crane, look, I have, I have my notes on who oh, opted I- out. I have, <laughs> but, diet,
1: I have a diet coke. No,
2: I I I know who opted out. Um, like the voluntary opt outs and stuff like that. But like, I think what the, the Chargers and the Steelers were the only two teams that didn't have anybody opt out. So, um, I'm gonna mess up probably Washington football team a million times this season. Um, but so yeah, you like,
1: gotta, you gotta do it like I did. Like, I refuse to ever say Redskins on air. So, like, I'm I'm in practice here. I just I call them Washington every time. That's how you had to do it.
2: All right, so I'll just call him Washington, too. There you go, Washington.
1: Yep, he's okay. Uh, So
2: six more people. Like, this is the easiest draft, you guys. You got two guys that are paying the rake for you guys on this draft. So uh, we need six more people to join. Uh, I just posted on Twitter as well. So hopefully we can get this thing rolling here. Um, I thought
1: Brett retweeted it, so you know he, you know Brits in there like ready to snipe us, like just sitting. Oh and, yeah, this is uh, Brit this is probably there, like, not, like
2: Dan, like this is like guys that have been doing these drafts a lot um, are like, come on, get six more people. This is easy money.
1: Yeah, this is the easiest money they are going to have this season. And I, I feel like I'm going to get better. Like eventually, I'm going to start diving in to the research, but. <laughs> it ain't happened yet boys and girls (laughs) we're not there yet so uh yeah if you want a little bit of value in your best ball drafts now is the time to do it because stevie and i um yeah so you got your notes there i want to hear who like the opt-out guys that really stand out to you
2: uh that really stand out like new england had a ton of people so like obviously like that whole team um they're missing a lot of the defense so like Um, you know, how that defense has been so strong, like, you know, no high tower, no Chung. Um, I think those are big names like Brandon Bolden opted out. So like, we don't get the Bolden, like um, (laughs) two or three touchdown, like troll games. So like, those are, yeah, those are big ones. I think Damian Williams, like if you were drafting, like before the Damian Williams news came out, um, like we're, we're seeing like, you know edwards go way high like his adp like went insane like you you could get edwards in the scott fishbowl and like the eighth ninth round and like now like he's going in the first round according to adp so i feel like those are the big ones um you know the dolphins had two wide receivers opt out that always bumps up another wide receiver funchess um you know he signed with green bay and then opted out of the season so you know, I I might be missing people. Josh Doxson for the Jets, uh, Marquise Goodwin for Philadelphia. Um, I think the Philadelphia one is somewhat interesting because that makes um, is it Rigor Jalen Rigor. Jalen um, Rager, yeah, that makes him a little bit more interesting. He could legit be like a number three behind Jackson and Jeffrey. And those guys get hurt so much that like you really could like move those move him up even more. So like he's someone. Um, I got him in the draft before this. That's the only reason I knew the whole Philly situation.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned Jalen Rager. That was somebody that, I think if a non-quarterback wins the rookie of the year, I think it very easily could be Jalen Rager, just because he is a guy that, as you said, he's playing for a team where the wide receivers, I mean, when's the last time we saw Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson stay healthy? It's been a while. Years. It's Years. In a really, oh, yeah. really long time, so I look at a situation like that and I say, why am I not loading up in that spot? And plus, Riker's one of those guys where they traded up to get him, and you know, they tore that traded up, but they took him before a lot of other people wanted to. You know, a lot of people thought Justin Jefferson should be going there. And when you like a guy that much, as Philly did, like they're gonna get him the ball. This is a guy yeah. that has big play speed. you know Carson Wentz, he does like to throw it deep. I'm a big fan of Jalen Riker this year, I, I really am. And he's somebody that. I'm going to be targeting a best ball. And if you want to target him in best ball, or you want to target one of our guys in best ball, or one of your guys, when you're playing a guy like Stevie and I, who maybe are not a little bit unprepared, you better do it quick because, Oh no, we are full Stevie.
2: We're full. Yeah. Cool. We got the draft starting. I will yeah. say like one of the sacks that I, I think that I'm, I'll, I'll probably end up getting a bunch of in best ball this year is probably like Josh Allen digs. Like Diggs going to Buffalo gives Josh Allen like a legit threat and like Singletary at running back there. Like I, I think Buffalo's like an interesting stack. Like I just got done talking about like new England's defense is going to be a little bit worse this year. Like Buffalo could win that division. Um, and like, that's crazy to think about, but um they're like head choppers in this draft. DBs in this draft, like we knew it was coming. um So we definitely knew it was coming. You know, you have, what you have pick number seven pick number seven uh for anybody that doesn't know crane's name on there his wife don't know um <laughs> uh does that mean you have the notifications turned off too oh yeah
1: the notifications <laughs> are off you know you're on the other side of the bed saying okay you know no, i'm just i'm over here playing sudoku i'm definitely not doing another fantasy graph so.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so McCaffrey went number one here like that's not a shocker right like he's the clear-cut Number one guy. If
1: you take anybody other than Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> number one, you suck. Like, you just suck. There's no way you should be doing that. Yeah, CMC, and then it goes Saquon, Zeke. I mean, I feel like where I'm drafting is kind of the pivot point for a lot of people because that's where right. you know Michael Thomas is going to be available. And, of course, he's going to once again see all the volume in New Orleans. You know, I, you know, Clive Edwards-Hilaire might get there. Um, D, I don't know. DB will probably snipe somebody. Have you? What did you think about this Alvin Kamara thing, finding out that last year he played with a serious knee injury? I mean, to, to me, that moves him up the draft boards a little bit.
2: Yeah, he just got picked right in front of you. I think he's, he's someone that, like, if you want to be different and not take, like, Cook or Elliott, I think you could take Kamara three. We were taking Kamara three and two at some points last year. So, like, if we know and we think he's going to be healthy, I think he's certainly someone you can, you know, take here. So, Um, I guess I'm going to be the first one to take a wide receiver here. I'm not going to pass on Michael Thomas. Um,
1: I considered him with my pick. I, and I, you know, I passed on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which I know is not the, that is not the cool thing to do right now. You know, everybody wants Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I took Joe Mixon, like, you know, in that offense, which their defense is just absolutely atrocious and you know, they're going to have to be throwing a lot and Joe Mixon's somebody that they finally discovered later in the year can, Hey, he can catch passes. Who would have thunk it? And, um, I don't, I'm big on Joe Mixon this year. I really am, which is such a depressing thing to say out loud because last year he cost me a bleeping buttload. But um, Yeah, see,
2: like, I was high on him last year, so, like, I feel like maybe I'm a year early on him. Um, but, like, we are we're on pick 12, and there's only been one wide receiver taken. So, like, that's obviously super different than years past uh, Josh 425 up here. Now, Josh 425, fun fact, he's on the Roto-Grinders esports team. So, um
1: Wait, we have an eSports team?
2: Yes, man. We have a Counter-Strike team. Where have you been? Like,
1: hey, Dude, I've, I haven't been doing shows. I've done like two shows in five months.
2: <laughs> I play on that team, Crane. That's the only reason I know.
1: <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so wait. Hold on. Tell me about the rotors. <laughs> sorry. Here, so we're going to do this basketball show. Tell me about the Rotor Grinders Counter-Strike team.
2: You can check out uh, the Rotor Grinders eSports stuff with the um secondary package here uh rotor grinders and um uh, look at, look at you know that. there's there's great great content in there uh but you know we we, we made a counter-strike team um during the pandemic and um did played you
1: get, did you get it funded by cam and cal
2: it, it like it cost five dollars a person to join the league so like it so wasn't funded, you get by it funded or not i should have got it funded right like maybe i should have <laughs> Oh, so here's the other guy that I really love this year. Um, it's DeAndre Hopkins. So like, I'm taking him with my second pick. I love Hopkins. I think um, with Murray throwing to Hopkins, Hopkins gonna have he might lead the league in targets. So like, I I have Thomas and Hopkins here. Um, I might have the two guys that lead the league in targets. Um, so I like I like where this team started. But uh, yeah, we we joined the league, Crane. Like we went seven and nine, um, which isn't great, but it's not terrible, right?
1: I mean, I wish some of the teams that I played when I was uh, playing my eSports did that well. All <laughs> my teams lose when I play eSports. I'm the worst eSports player I've ever been. Um so, I, I, I took Austin Eckler. and I yeah. want to talk a little bit about Austin Eckler, because obviously, Melvin Gordon, he gone. You know, there's some talk about, well, you know, maybe um, you know the backup running back whose name is escaping me right now, he's going to take some carries. I cannot get this picture I saw of Austin Eckler out of my head did you Did you happen to see the social media post of what what Austin Eckler looks like now?
2: I just liked I liked his Instagram post about like how why we should draft him in fantasy, like how oh, he... I, I didn't
1: see that I just saw Oh that yeah he, like he's built like a circle because he has so many muscles. It's incredible.
2: <laughs> so everybody else has been watching Netflix and he's been uh, working out during the pandemic.
1: I mean he's been doing more than I've been doing. that's for damn sure. Have you put Have you put on weight since the pandemic started?
2: I have not. We we walk a lot. Um,
1: I I have a kid. I walk a lot too. But that's it, it. Ain't been good over here for your boy Stevie. It ain't,
2: my um, I'm not sure I get eight-
1: those minutes again on the basketball court.
2: <laughs> my eight year old um has found like this interest of in, like cooking. So like we cook with her like every night. So like we make. A little bit healthier stuff, so it's good. Um, but you're, his backup is Justin Jackson, which is an interesting later-round target. Um, yeah. And then Joshua, Joshua Kelly, I think, is who they brought in, right, um, to be like the third guy. Yeah, so
1: like, Justin Jackson's a nice change of pace back, all right? Mm-hmm. Josh Kelly, don't know anything about him, but he's no Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler was a guy that we saw last year when he was the man. He was the number one running back in football early on. And nobody, why? I I don't understand why nobody's like excited about Austin Eckler getting him in the second round seems like an absolute steal to me. And again, I'm underprepared for this. So I could just be talking out of my, you know, what, it just seems like a steal though, Stevie, it really does.
2: No, I like, I like that pick a lot. Um, like when does he come out of the game? when he's tired, when he's like, like he needs a breather, like he's a guy that can be your third down back because he can catch the ball in the backfield. Um, you know, he can run inside the tackles. He's proved that last year. So like, I like the Eckler love, um, Listen, we're we're over here underprepared, and we're 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 hyping up Austin Heckler. So Heckler, (laughs) not Heckler. Um. So, but yeah, like his his uh his his thing about like why we should pick him. You took my guy. I was hoping, I was really hoping that I was gonna get the three like absolute studs that I wanted at wide receiver. Um, Mr.
1: Galladay was not getting past me.
2: So like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a noodle arm throwing Mike Evans the football this year.
1: Worry with him, man. Like, I Uh, I, it was between Evans and Galladay for me, and I was looking at it and I was just sitting around here, like, how much do we trust Tom Brady? Because, look, a lot of us watch a lot of football, and we've been saying Tom Brady has a noodle on for two years. My kid is finally learning to throw, I think he throws it stronger than Tom Brady does. I really do. So, how much do we trust this Tampa offense? Because I want to keep a few things in mind. Yes, I know that Bruce Arians wants to throw it a lot. But this defense, low-key, by the way, is a very good defense, like especially against the run. This defense is phenomenal. Last year, you did not take running backs against Tampa, and they're bringing back pretty much everybody. And so, are they? one, are they really going to throw that much? Two, if they do throw a lot, I, you want to hear a contrarian take, Stevie? You want to hear something? I'm,
2: I'm, I'm waiting.
1: I'm not so sure that Tampa is getting an upgrade at quarterback.
2: Oh, I, I, listen. Like, if you're if you're talking about like maybe one year, like it's a question mark. But like, if you're talking about like, Winston is not bad, and like he's a Florida State guy. I'm not a huge Jameis Winston fan in general, but as far as like an NFL quarterback goes, like, give me a guy like Winston that's going to chuck it. Like, I, I'm in with that. Yeah, um,
1: I, and I, I especially really,
2: in Arian's I, offense, like,
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't we, know. We really think Brady's going to be. Doing that, in play, you know, he's going to
2: manage games. That's what he's going to do. He's going to win was, football uh, games.
1: And he was never somebody unless tell us he had Randy Moss ten years ago that threw outside the numbers a lot. He focused on Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski in the slot. Now Gronk is a piece where I, you know it's Gronk is going to be a tournament play every every week because he's not going to be too expensive. They're going right, every single red zone. Pack. I can't
2: decide if I want Mark Andrews or Fournette.
1: <laughs> I mean, wow, you're just going to lose, huh?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for oh. net. Oh,
1: oh, Stevie, no!
2: I know. I hate. I hate playing him too. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, I said before. I said that before the show, um, to Eric and uh, our producer Devin. I was like, maybe no research. This is probably be like the the best team that I will have, um, because <laughs> it'd be a bunch of guys that like I pick because I haven't really put a lot of thought process into it yet. But.
1: I, I love it because somebody. Do you have the YouTube chat up?
2: Yeah, I can okay. pull it up.
1: Okay, well Sarah and I just gotta say because somebody a couple minutes ago said I bet one of these RG guys take Fournette. <laughs> really? Stephen come on down, baby. Like I didn't it,
2: listen, I didn't want to for what it's worth. I did not um
1: Okay, uh, I grabbed I, did not. I grabbed DJ more after that and I was stunned that you were tanking on Andrews or or uh Net because DJ, well,
2: I, I already have three really stud wide receivers, oh, okay. so I, I want and they're and I've already spread out their bye weeks, so like I was looking to go running back tight end there.
1: Oh, see, I, I have not even, here. Let's see what, what oh, I'm getting a phone call, decline that. Let's see, my bye. Hey, I spread out my bye weeks too. As a computer. oh,
2: and like if you guys haven't checked this app out yet, so really quick, I'll just give you guys some insights on the app. So if you click your name, you could pull up your whole roster, you could see your bye weeks. And they also have this thing called board and you could see like what every team has picked so far, um, like an old traditional like draft board. Um, so that's super cool too. So if you haven't checked out underdog fantasy yet, um, check that out. Like those are two cool things um, that they've kind of added here, you know, since, you know, like I said, they are the makers of the draft app. So they've definitely tried to improve on what the old draft app was like.
1: You know, you were talking you were talking for there's some people speculating he's gonna get cut before the year.
2: It's possible. Like, listen, I I didn't want to pick him.
1: I mean it's we said that we were gonna be the value. I think you might be the value. I
2: you am know. the value. You're welcome. Like
1: I appreciate you. Like there are I, I, really I, not gonna take. Like DeAndre Swift, no thank you. Raheem Mostert, I'm not gonna do that. Um, you just Canada. don't know
2: who you don't know who the guys are going to be. Acres is super interesting. You know, I've heard a lot of good things about him, like potentially being the guy um, for the Rams this year. So he's super interesting.
1: You know, I'm going to go ahead and draft because you want upside, obviously. I'm going to go ahead and draft Marquise Brown. Um, again, he's somebody that if he's scoring for me every week, there's an there's an issue. But he's somebody who, when you're looking at breakout ages, when you're looking at just young talent an offense, that I know that it's a running offense, but it's still an explosive offense. He could very easily have five or six weeks where he just wins the week for you. And that's the kind of guy you look at. I mean, you look at my team, DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Kenny Galladay, three guys that are wildly explosive and three guys that can really put up week-winning scores any given week. And you look at Moore and Brown, two guys entering their third and their second year. And these are two guys that a lot of the advanced analytics when you're looking at breakout ages with wide receivers, when you're looking at offenses that can be explosive. I understand that the Carolina offense, we don't necessarily think of it as explosive, but that defense is terrible. That defense Stevie is like, you know, uh, those basketball teams trying to guard you and I with our pick and roll baby. Like they ain't going to be stopping it. Carolina ain't going to be stopping anybody. So I want exposure to these offenses with terrible defenses and, DJ Moore fits that bill.
2: So here, this guy just took Singletary. I was totally going to do a Buffalo stack. That kind (laughs) of stinks. So can we we really quickly talk about, like, Houston? Um, Like, we know Nuke, like, traded away. Yeah. But, like, so we have – it's such an interesting, like, concept is, like, the wide receivers go. Like, you have Will Fuller who – can't stay healthy, but when he is healthy, he's really good. Brandon Cooks, who is more of like, you know, run, run straight and outrun everybody. But then you have, like, Randall Cobb and Darren Fells. Like, is Darren Fells going to have, like, this monster, like, target catch season just no, because I, they don't really have, like, an underneath guy?
1: No, I think Randall Cobb's that guy. Randall Cobb's somebody I, I genuinely thought when I watched him last year he still had some left in the tank. But maybe that's just me, you know – being nostalgic because Randall Cobb's been good to me over his career, but I look at him and he does not seem quite as slow and quite as old as what people want him to be. That's my pick. Speedy. I don't know who to pick buddy. I, don't
2: know to pick. <laughs> I take acres. Like I honestly, I was really, I was going to work on a um, Buffalo stack, but I was single take got picked.
1: you did this. You know, I'm, I'm going to take a quarterback that could very easily be the number one quarterback in football.
2: I hope he throws it to Hopkins a bunch because I picked him. So
1: we should, we should talk about Hopkins. And somebody brought this up in the chat earlier. How much, and when I first saw this trade, I said to myself the exact same thing you did. I said, Hopkins might be number one wide receiver this year. He might just be the guy. I am a little bit worried about the history of stud wide receivers changing teams. I'm also worried because Arizona, that offense, I know they throw a ton, but they don't really support the volume of any number one receiver. You know, you're not going to see DeAndre Hopkins, who was getting 15, 16 targets some week last time. That doesn't happen in Cliff Kingsbury's um, offense. You're going to have Christian Kirk still involved. Kenyon Drake's going to be getting a lot, a lot of underneath stuff. Larry Fitzgerald is defying all logic and is still going. I mean, Andy and Isabella, by the way, might be a thing this week, this year as well. So this is an offense where, as much as I like DeAndre Hopkins, the player, And as much as I like this volume last year, I'm not sure we see that same kind of volume. Plus no rapport between him and Kyler Murray. Like I I, I do have a few concerns and I'm not saying that I'm not going to have him at all. I'm not saying that I'm totally fading him, but I have more concerns than I did when I, than I thought I would whenever this trade happened.
2: Yeah. See, like does it open up things for Christian Kirk to be the guy Um, like like a Will Fuller type of role like what we saw. So, does Arizona change their offense a little bit too? Because they do have a guy like Hopkins. But, like, Kenyon Drake looked good last year. Like, they can move the football. Kyler Murray can move the football. Like, you know, it's tough. But how how do you go out and get a guy like Hopkins and not use a ton of him?
1: Well, I mean, they got him for free, basically. You know, they got him for the corpse of David Johnson yeah <laughs> i just i'm just not so sure that it's as much of a slam dunk as other people think it is um you know i don't have a tight end yet so i don't know let's see okay
2: look at look at a head chopper stacking those wide receivers way up over here um he has zeke and connor and then he has goodwin or godwin cup sutton cooks and uh landry
1: that's a lot of that's a lot of upside right there. Oh, are they gonna let me get uh my boy Darren the Baller Waller? They are. Somebody took yeah. an Ingram in front of Waller, and I. At this point with Ingram, I have very legitimate concerns for the rest of his career because guys they just do not suffer injuries like that as often as he has early in his career, and come back like this. Ingram's a guy, and I know DB just took or no somebody else that just took him. I'm genuinely concerned about Ingram moving forward. No? No, I'm the
2: only one? No, like, I hear you. Um,
1: Who would you rather have, though? Waller or Ingram this year? Waller. I don't even think it's close. But Waller has shown the
2: ability to just, like, dominate in the red zone, too. And, like, you know, when when you're looking at Derek Carr, like, he's still, like... He, it's Trell Williams. They have rugs there. They got Renfro, but like it's still Waller in the red zone, right? Like nothing's changed for Oakland or Las Vegas. Um, like it's <laughs> still gonna be. How many times are you
1: gonna make that mistake this year? I know I'm gonna <laughs> probably make it all the a back.
2: bunch. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know. It, it's still to me like it's still gonna be Waller in the red zone, and like I want touchdowns from tight ends, especially in a best ball format. So um, it's hard to argue with like Waller against really anybody besides maybe like Kelsey and Ertz, right? Or Kittle. Like, you know, yeah, you, I mean, it wouldn't it. shock me if Waller is a top five tight end this year.
1: No, I, I think I would rather have him over Ingram. You know, those other guys, Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz. I think Ertz is close because look, eventually Dallas got Ertz. I mean, they're going to get hit that you we've seen it last. We saw last year that he just got him more and more involved and Ertz. I, I like Ertz. I, I feel like I should like Zach Ertz more than I do. You know, you you have those guys where you're just like, yeah, I love this guy and other people are like, "Well, okay, he's fine." Like I feel like I'm the opposite of that. I feel like Zach Ertz is somebody that I should like more than I actually do, but I think that Darren Waller could very easily pass him up this year. All
2: right, I'm going to take James White. Um the situation okay. is super like you have no idea what to expect from the Patriots this year, right? Like, you know, not only like not only is like Sonny Michelle banged up, might not start the season, but like they're they're missing a bunch of people on the defense. Like Crane was talking about like you know, it's it's just one of those situations where the Patriots defense might not be good this year, and we have no idea what to expect from like Cam Newton. So James White might turn into a guy that like plays a lot this year, um, they as long as he actually- doesn't lose. Him and yeah, there,
1: there was actually a report where they're playing him at wide receiver a little bit in practice. Um, so you might even yeah. get a little bit more James White. So even if he's not lining up in the backfield, he's somebody that could even get more snaps as a wide receiver. And, of course, running backs outscore wide receivers. I don't want to say that. It would not stun me if he took over that Julian Edelman role, which I know is kind of weird to say. That would not shock
2: me. So we're getting up into the draft now where, like – People this are really starting. I
1: are really going to screw up.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, do, do you trust, do you trust like Peterson at all? No. Adrian Peterson? No. Like, or do you try to go and get like Antonio Gibson or JD McKisnick um, with the news that Geis has released?
1: My, my problem with that is that if an oh, Antonio, offense is terrible, and this is, you, know, <laughs> you what?
2: I said the offense is terrible. That's the problem. <laughs>
1: well, that that is certainly an issue. But another issue is there are guys that have been doing these drafts for over a month now. And when you've been doing these drafts for over a month, people have been getting Antonio Gibson in the you know in the thirteenth, fourteenth, yeah. fifteenth round. If you want to win one of these things, if an Antonio Gibson team is the one that wins it, I think you're going to struggle if you're taking them in the seventh or eighth round. So if I if look if this was a normal just ten man kind of finish top three you win money kind of league. All right, yeah, sure you take him then. But in the tournament where you're trying to meet beat a million people, when you know that he's somebody that has been drafted way later than where he's going now, you know you're buying at the peak, you're not buying at the dip, and it's awfully tough to win that way.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that you know when you're doing best balls, you have to have a different strategy for each contest that you're doing. Um, your contest for the twenty five might be different than the contest for the five dollar. And they're both different from, like, what Crane was talking about, those 10-mans or 12-man drafts. Um, you know, like, I, I'm in a few of those. So, I can't I can't technically say I haven't done a bunch of best balls. I haven't done one, like, I think the farthest one that I'm in right now is, like, round four. So, like, you know, I, I have no idea what to expect in these later rounds. Um, this is where you guys are going to crush us. But Yeah,
1: this is going to get ugly. I like Congratulations. You know, I know some people are in the chat. They're playing right now with us. Um, we saw, you know, Blake Pat, fake plastic in there. He says he, he's Eagles. He's in here. Um,
2: You're I'm, welcome. Like, that's why we do these drafts, right? Like, you guys yeah, talk all the smack guys. now. Week 14. Uh, my team. No. <laughs> so, okay. like... I'm I,
1: gonna, here, I'm going to take somebody right now that I actually almost took with my last pick. So, I'm obviously very... I bad. like that pick. I, li- I like, you know, rugs because not... Look, I understand he's going to have a lot of very bad weeks, but in a best ball format where you're only looking for three or four week winning weeks this late in the draft, I think Ruggs makes a ton of sense. And at some point, and I know this isn't popular because people, everybody had C.D. Lamb ahead of him. Everybody had Jerry Judy in front of him. At some point, though, you have to respect the draft capital that the Raiders have put into taking a guy like Ruggs. So, For me, I think it makes a ton of sense to grab him. I don't really understand why he's going as late as he is because he's a big play threat. You know they're going to get him the rock. They're talking about playing him in the slot a little bit even. And so I I don't understand why Ruggs goes this late. I really don't. Like I really almost took him in the round before.
2: I just took uh, third string running back. What's up?
1: Darius Geis is still available.
2: No, I took uh, I took Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, so I don't trust LaShawn McCoy whatsoever. And we've seen Brady like to have guys like James White for years now. So I think like a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn who can catch the ball in the backfield um, is an interesting pick in this type of format. Like I'm I'm chasing ceiling. Um, so like he's a guy that I like here. So I think
1: that's a, I think that's a phenomenal pick because. Whoa!
2: And- I went from Fournette to phenomenal. I like where I'm going with this draft, Crane. I mean,
1: there was nowhere to go but up after.
2: That. I'm going Gronkowski here. What do you think about that pick? I mean,
1: <laughs> you know, anybody who's older than us, buddy, you got to take.
2: Play 20 plays a play 20 plays a game and just play in the red zone. That's all Gronk needs to do.
1: We <laughs> just got taken. Sony Michelle. All right. Well, he's probably going to start the year on the pop list. So. I'm not yeah, he's that-
2: not looking good to play the no. start of the season.
1: You know, this is a guy that I'm about to take that is certainly an upside pick, and they just drafted a replacement for him. But I still believe in the talent if he's able to play, and that's on Johnson. I know yeah. he's injury-prone, but what are we, in the 10th round? In the 10th round, if I get, you know, six or seven on Johnson starts, I'm thrilled with that you know and plus i spent two early picks on running backs so if i'm having to rely on carry on johnson i'm pretty screwed right? so i don't know I, I like like i know that they just drafted a running back but you know there's reportedly a lot of talk up there about the running back just struggling and some pass protection stuff why isn't carry on johnson more than more than a thing
2: all right so really quick um i like i like the johnson pick i like db's pick there uh mike williams um that's a that's a great pick. Um, you know, obviously, like Tyrod Taylor uh, at quarterback, we have no we have really no idea what to expect. And another reason that I like Eckler so much is Tyrod Taylor on the move. Um, you know, Eckler could get targets just because like Tyrod Taylor's trying to get out of trouble. So um, you know, just being honest, like we have no we really don't know what to expect on Tyrod Taylor. The last time we saw him was two years ago, three years ago. So Like we don't know what we're getting into with Tyrod Taylor in this offense. So I like the Mike Williams pick.
1: Do you think he actually starts?
2: I think he starts a good majority of the season if they're winning. If they're losing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if they're losing, why not? You know, bring in Justin Herbert. But like if they're winning, why? Why change it up? So and, and like I always feel like coaches and organizations want their like young draft pick quarterbacks to sit on the bench this season. Like how bad was Hoskins last year when he got thrown into the mix? Like we don't know if he's this bad for what it's worth, but he was really bad getting thrown in the mix last year. And oh, like I we could say that about 15 quarterbacks over the last five years that were supposed to be great and get thrown into the mix and just they look awful.
1: Yeah speaking of looking awful are you have you looked at the draft board lately?
2: I am. I see a lot of quarterbacks here and it's still um, still quarterback season here. It looks like.
1: Yeah, that's that's a problem for me because I have no idea who I'm gonna pick. Like,
2: well, I I have I have I have my quarterback already. I have Josh Allen. I did get my Josh Allen dig stack that I really like. Um, so for me, like I typically only draft two quarterbacks because I'm just chasing ceiling here. Um, and if both of my quarterbacks get hurt, like I'm screwed anyway. So
1: I went ahead and grabbed Stafford just so I and I already have Kyler Murray but I want to be able to pair Stafford with Kenny Galladay just for some upside, you know, when it hits, I want it to hit hard. And I, again, I like Kyler a ton. That's not a, somebody who I'm going to say, I want, to, I want, I'm going to have him instead of Kyler Murray start. That would be bad for me. I'm, I kind of, I used to do the two quarterback thing. I've kind of started going toward the three quarterback thing. The more I thought about it in the offseason, just because you, you know, there are such high ceilings with some of these guys and I struggle, you know, with a guy like Kyler, Maybe I shouldn't be taking three quarterbacks when I use a draft pick early. Maybe I should just be taking two. But I also want to make sure I have some stacks for the later rounds in case I need that kind of upside. So who do you think is going to take Darius guys? Who's going to time out?
2: Who's going to time out? That's whoever's going to take him. I took Manny Sanders. Like, Emmanuel Sanders, if healthy, yeah. could legit be the number two guy in New Orleans. Um, so... I like uh, – listen, I thought we were going to be at a little disadvantage, and I still feel like we are at a little disadvantage, but, like – little? We're in the uh, – I got Emmanuel Sanders in the 11th round late, like at a potential wide receiver too. Like, I don't hate that.
1: I think it's fine. I really I, – I, I, I think I might be more prepared than I thought.
2: There is a guy that's on the draft board right now that I go on two picks, like – Like, I will be super happy if I get Preston Williams. Uh, You know, Miami's running wide receiver situation is like, is questionable at best. Um, And and like, this guy, Devontae Parker, I've been saying it for years. I do think Devontae Parker is good. Um, Like, I'm a Dolphins fan, so like, I'm biased, but like, Preston Williams showed a lot. Uh, So, like, I'm going to take. Did he get picked right in front of me? No, McNeil here, Harry did. So I'm going to take Williams here. I'm going to leave a quarterback on the board still. I think there's plenty of options. Um, but it, it gets really ugly really quick down here.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm really quick.
2: You yeah. you want to, You want me to tell you who I think you should pick? I think you should pick Justin Jackson.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I don't like handcuffing. I don't like handcuffing.
2: You don't like handcuffing? No. Nah. <laughs>
1: nah. You know who I'm going to take? I'm going to take a guy who I took everywhere last year. And maybe I get some upside. I'm gonna take Alexander Madison. Maybe it's too early. I get it. But if something happens to Dalvin Cook, which obviously isn't out of the realm of possibility, Alexander Madison is a league winner. And-
2: do we do we expect really like any running back to play every game? Like, you know, we, no. we I, I don't ever draft I typically don't draft running backs heavy like in these best balls because like I I feel like wide receivers still have a better chance um to outscore running backs in these things. So um oh and really quick someone in chat uh bubs mc mcroon was like why are people still low on hopkins changing teams but high on Diggs changing teams hey listen i have both of those guys so i guess i'm high on both of them so. <laughs> I,
1: I have i have concerns about Diggs moving to allen too um but hey I, it's still a talented wide receiver with big playoff side and he's playing with a guy that loves to chuck it i get it like it I made the same case for John Brown. I, John Brown last year was my highest owned best ball guy. I, 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 he was easily the guy I owned more. I'm sorry. Him and Rykiel Armstead, which very clearly worked out great.
2: Mine was McNeil Harry. So, yeah.
1: Oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah. So, guys. But like it out. was like
2: 13, 14, 15th round. It just, he was my highest owned guy because yeah. I got him so late.
1: Yeah. Armstead was my 17th round pick every single one last year and every single one of the open picks. Yeah, Justin. Maybe Justin Jackson will still be there. Do you I don't mind that?
2: that Damian Harris pick just now. No,
1: you know, and I considered him as well. I just don't. That's
2: it they is. brought in. Lamar Miller. Like that's who they brought in this week. Like, I guess I know a little that's bit more bad, about the news than I. That's
1: how bad that te- that running game is. Is they brought in Lamar Miller and everybody's like, well, he's going to be the starter. Like that's how bad they are.
2: Yeah, like, Damian Harris could easily start. Burkhead could start. Like, you have no idea what to expect. Well, James White Burren's could not. start.
1: I don't think we're going to know week in and week out who's going to start. I think it's going to drive us crazy every single week.
2: Like, what's your thoughts? Because we are getting more into quarterbacks here. What are your thoughts with, like, uh, Burrow and some of these other guys? Like, I have Tua in the Scott Fishbowl. Got him really late, though, as, like, a fourth quarterback. What are your thoughts on, like, these young quarterbacks?
1: Um, Tua... I, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of rushing upside, which always concerns me. Burrow sneakily has a lot of rushing upside, which obviously I do like. Warren um, Baker. Um, Burrow's really the only one that I'm interested in. You know, Justin Herbert, obviously not going to start the year starting, and uh, that's just not something I'm interested in doing. You know, I'm, I'm actually considering him right now. I'm considering both Burrow and somebody else, but it's just difficult for me to do that. So instead – I am going to take. Oh no! Is he gone? Oh no! I was so excited to take somebody, and he is just—he gone? Who
2: we won? We won in Edmonds.
1: No, I wanted. Um, I'll take Blake Jarwin. Whatever.
2: Oh, that's my guy. I wanted Jarwin. Oh, you yeah. took my oh, guy.
1: Yeah. See, this, that's what's so brutal about this. He's a whatever pick for me, and Steve's like
2: i was waiting like he like i don't know they got they have options but i
1: really wanted uh uh, i really wanted ian thomas
2: all right listen i'm gonna take (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna take cam newton um
1: oh as a quarterback
2: i have allen already but i feel like if i need ceiling cam newton like has ceiling like what is Belichick going to do with Cam Newton? Is he going to let him run 100 yards a game? Like, what do what
1: we. Cam can't do that.
2: Dude, he... But, like, does that help Cam, though? Like, is he going to be more in like a throwing role and not more he as also like.
1: Can't. Which he also can't do. <laughs>
2: yeah, listen. Do we know, though? <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. How, I mean, how many years do we have to watch Cam Newton throw it to the other team? And I, and, I, and I understand I'm sitting here saying, no, I like Jameis. But I, I, I really do think that if Jameis I, – I screamed this on the XM show for months that I felt like if Jameis went to the Patriots, he was going to get coached up to a level where I think Jameis could have been an all-pro, like, borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. I am that into Jameis Winston. If he would go somewhere, he would get coached up. Now, obviously, in New Orleans – I was I mean, going to say,
2: he, he went somewhere he could exactly, get coached up. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But he's uh, he's – you know – had He gone
2: to New England, he would have played this year, I think. It's my I'm favorite. gonna take I'm gonna take Darion Evans here. Like he's legitly the number two for Tennessee, right? I don't
1: know. I don't uh, know.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's behind Henry. I don't think it's Dawkins, but um I'm gonna take Evans. Like third round pick, like Appalachian State. I remember him from college football a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I could be wrong, I could be talking out of my butt, but uh yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Who was uh, that? Hmm? Who was just picked? I
1: don't know. Did I, I miss something? I, I'm not paying attention. I'm Jace,
2: Jace Sternberger. That's a tight end. Green right? Bay tight end.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. You see, I would have never known. I didn't know he's the starting tight end for Green you know Bay. What? There you go.
1: Maybe just maybe he has something left in the tank.
2: No bad pick.
1: You don't like shady?
2: No, I already said that. I took his backup. I took the third string guy because I don't like Shady.
1: Maybe he has something left in the tank. Do I love him though? No. Hey,
2: maybe Tom Brady has something left in the tank too.
1: <laughs> I mean, you were talking about they like to check down. Like Lashawn McCoy is just an older version of James White, isn't he? Oh, Actually, they might be the same age. Somebody looked it up. Who's older, James White or Lashawn McCoy? I genuinely do not know.
2: So what? What do you? Because. I don't know if he'll get back to us or not. Um, I I highly doubt it. Um, What's your thoughts on drafting Antonio Brown?
1: I almost did it right there.
2: Yeah, like, you know, unfortunately. If he's there when he gets back, I'll probably take him for what it's worth. So
1: I, I think that's fine, especially when you consider the F side he has. The problem is you're basically foregoing six to eight weeks of play.
2: But that's a lot of your bye weeks for your top end guys are in that, like, like here, here I'm looking at it. Like Evans is 13, Hopkins is eight, Diggs is 11. Um, like all New Orleans is six, so you're kind of giving you're you're not helping there. But like if you're getting like, where is the right time to pick Antonio Brown? 15th, 16th round? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not taking Antonio Brown in like the 12th.
1: No, and and I'm gonna let you know that he's not going to get back to you.
2: No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're keeping it at 100, kiddo. Um,
2: no, I, but, just, I, I just feel like it's a good conversation to have. Like, when yeah. is the right time to take Antonio Brown?
1: You know, if you are – I think if you're wide receiver heavy, I actually think that's a better time to take him because then you can really kind of, you know, handle those early weeks of him not playing. Like, my team – here, let's see who's on my team. Like, I've got Kenny Gallagher I need another Antonio tight end. Debo and Henry Roach. That's not the best wide receiver core I've ever heard of. But, hey, big time upside. But you look at Antonio Brown, he could be somebody that wins you a tournament. There goes Raquel Armstead, who, um, yeah, everybody everybody on Raquel, a little bit. Uh, oh, there goes Antonio. I got – oh, no, that was LaVisca Chenault. All right, I'll take Antonio Brown. Why not?
2: I was going to take him too, so yeah, like, I, maybe we're crazy, but like
1: – We probably are. I mean, we're taking him, you know, before guys that are actually in the league. So I think it's crazy. <laughs> you know, Antonio Brown, he's, still, he's not in the NFL right now. That is a concern. Oh. You know, some of these – but who are these other guys? Like John Ross, I'm not going to mess with, um, you know, especially with A.J. Green returning. Denzel Tyler
2: Eifert, Ney- baby. Let's go. Wow.
1: Speaking of guys that are barely in the NFL.
2: He's going to be the, – the weeks that he plays, um, that he's not hurt, like he's going to be decent in Jacksonville. Yeah. Like he'll be the number one guy there.
1: I mean, I get it. It's just, you know, he's just unexciting. You know, maybe a guy. Listen,
2: would you, have taken, would you have taken him or Jack Doyle? Like, I think that was the conversation there. And I took, I just, I like the upside for Eifer when he's healthy.
1: Probably Jack Doyle.
2: I think Jack Doyle's a better pick, but hey, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, O.J. Howard's still on the board.
2: He is. So is Jimmy Graham. Like.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Because it's crazy,
2: like, how, how like, five, five to, like, six years makes such a huge difference in, like, these drafts. Um, like, five years ago, six years ago, Jimmy Graham, like, first, second round pick, and now, like, we're in round 16, and we're like, <laughs> Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jordan Reed's still on the board, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: we call, the, we call this the, uh, the range of nothing, the range of hell.
2: Like I don't even know if I want another running back. I might just go with what I have at running back and just continue to load up on wide receiver here.
1: I, five running backs is, I think, I think about the number five to six running backs because you only have to start two of them. Um, the problem yeah. with your running backs, though, is that they suck.
2: They are. They're terrible. Yeah, but
1: I, I, thought my range was bad. But I yeah, think those of you who are just listening, Fournette, Anchors, White, Vaughn, Evans. I don't know. I need
2: is. I need those, like, five guys just to piece together a couple touchdowns every week.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, it. that's
2: it. No big deal. Um, oh, I'm going to take I, Terrell Williams. I feel like it's such a bad pick, but, like, he is the number one guy still, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Like, he's still no, wide Ruggs, receiver one. Rugg,
1: Rugg, I mean, he's, like, the fourth option on his own team because there's rugs. Is, yeah, um, but he has those
2: like sixty-yard touchdowns, like three or four times a year. And in the sixteenth round, I'll take that.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. I under, I understand why you would do that. Um, Listen, now, it was
2: him or it was him or uh, Sanu. Like, and I just I couldn't take Sanu there. What
1: the goat? Most Sanu? What do you mean you can't take most Sanu? He's the greatest one ever.
2: Did, was it. he on like your million maker team or something? He like, was. He was. okay, he was. I was gonna say that the only reason you would ever call Sanu the goat is if he's won you a bunch of money.
1: You know, he's not the guy who's, you know, who has actually won me the most money of anybody? Theo Riddick. Okay, Theo Riddick. Oh. My two best days ever. He was on both teams a year apart.
2: All right. Well, we're going to finish out this draft. We have a ton of stuff coming up with baseball and basketball. So, like, me and Crane are going to finish up this draft um, off air. Um, you guys can enjoy taking advantage of our 17th and 18th round pick uh, because they're likely going to be guys that uh, we have no clue. So uh, Eric, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Yeah. I mean, you really need to work on your running back selection and um, go LeSean McCoy, I guess.
2: I I do. Um, But listen, it is what it is, right? So Uh, Up next, 2 o'clock, we have Dean, Genie for 07 and Squirrel Patrol talking basketball and baseball, uh, five-game slate. So make sure you guys hit the like button over there on YouTube. Also, check out Underdog Fantasy. Um, Free money for me. I'm going to be doing drafts now like crazy because now I'm in the itch to play some. (laughs) That's what these shows do to us. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here for the Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Show. Hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll uh, see you next time.